How's it going hey. tonight? Hey. How you doing? Everybody. So we have a very sick girl, Miss Carolyn, alcoholic, <laughs> has the freaking plague. So we told her to um, go out to the shed and back. And uh, <laughs> we gave her a cup of water and a piece of bread. And uh, <laughs> just a little tiny dram of whiskey and told her not to get us sick. So she is not with us tonight. She's Poor in quarantine. She's in Feel quarantine. better. Hazmat. <laughs> All right. So how's everybody doing tonight? Doing good. Yeah, yeah. So um, before we get started, um, I wanted to ask you guys, do you give a shit about the royal baby? <laughs> um it's maybe overload yeah maybe this one more than others but not still like i i didn't look up any information on it i haven't seen any pictures i i think i saw um some late night talk show hosts talking about it but that's about as much interaction as i've had with the royal baby you don't even need to search for it. It's just shoved down your throat on the yep. social medias. And yeah. I get I got the alert on my phone. The royal baby has arrived. Did you really? No, no like, name who gives yet? a shit? <laughs> who can we fought these people in a war yeah. and we're just like, Oh my god, the royals. Uh I, I don't think care. It's so it's so like romanticized by I guess us. Actually them too. They're obsessed with Not themselves us, over there them. too. Yeah. Them because oh, they're queens and kings. Sounds like a horrible life. They have a hor. I think they have a horrible life. Sounds Mm -hmm. terrible. Thank you. Well, I think Meghan Markle is the best thing that's ever happened and the most healthy, normal thing that's ever happened to like the obsession with the royal party Mm -hmm. because she's like really the only normal thing that we have to look at. And also, she's she's pretty awesome and not normal herself. Like she's pretty other than. Yeah, uh, that's true. I, Although she's still a Hollywood celebrity, so we didn't. That's what I'm saying. It's not like yeah. we got a she's commoner. Like than, it would have yeah. been nice if we got a commoner that was from a diverse yeah. um, background, as opposed to Hollywood celebrity. But yeah. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll admit that the wedding, I definitely, I watched it. I watched the wedding, and it was cool because she had she's Baptist, I believe, or she. Yeah. And she had a her own preacher from her own hometown came and like preached and stuff. Like this is badass. But uh, the baby, no. I'm glad he's healthy. God bless. But uh, enough with. I could really give it. <laughs> See, that's the same. So I, the only thing that I complete. It's funny that you even talked about the the wedding because, like, I didn't watch anything else. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything about the baby. I haven't seen anything else about the wedding. The only thing I saw that I thought was cool is they had a full black gospel choir singing yep. at the at the wedding. It that was, was different. That was like okay. <laughs> this is. For the Anglo-Saxons, that's yeah. Yes. I was like, no way. This is pretty <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. Everything else, I don't care. I don't care. The but Church that of was England awesome. Is, the Church of England is Anglican Church, right? hmm Yeah. I, I'm not up on my theology, but I believe. Yeah, I think that, that that's 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 cool. That, yeah. That's a little bit of a change. It's the, but... it's the church of the, the boys' balls haven't dropped yet. <laughs> Right. That's what you can tell right. from the, the music, at least. Oh. As far as the music goes, that is, that's what you have to expect. Better than the Catholic Church. Sorry, Jenny. Uh, I'm done with this podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along to inappropriate yes. shit. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys see that Gordon Ramsay video that I posted on oh my, my Facebook God. page? Yes. Yes. Okay. So for the listeners, so they know what the hell we're talking about. Apparently, there is a new album out. I'm kind of kidding. Where <laughs> just, I, I wish I wasn't. Where John Legend sings Gordon Ramsay's insults from Hell's Kitchen. And verbatim. it is possibly the, ver, ver, indeed verbatim, it is possibly one of the funniest things I've seen in a very, very long time. Here's my favorite one. I'll get you more pumpkin and I'll ram it right up your fucking arse. Would you like it whole or would you like it diced? That cracks me up. The why why did the chicken cross the road? It's too much. I can't even deal with it. I like the pop the Popeye one is my favorite. The Popeye one's pretty good too. Yes. We'll post the link to it, guys, in the show notes. All right, so 
here we are tonight, and uh, I am really excited to talk about our subject of the evening. We're taking a break from interviews and things like that and doing something a little different mm-hmm. because um, I was, uh, well, I'll let you tell it, Jenny, why we're discussing this tonight. You tell it. Well, the Metal Rock and Whiskey Boys fucking took over our show, broke in. So <laughs> I had a little payback and I hopped into one of their episodes and it was a great, great one because we talked about the legend David Bowie. Sweet. So uh, we discussed and we discussed and we eventually started talking about, of course, how could you not talk about Labyrinth? Yes, indeed. And yeah, Taylor yeah. let us know that it was a peek into her uh, sexual awakening. <laughs> I'm not supposed to say that on air. <laughs> Sorry, Sailor's a virgin. You're so beautiful. <laughs> Speaking of religion, where how the fuck did we go down? That right before we started recording, we we're talking about let's not discuss religion and politics. I know, seriously, right into religion. Hello. Oh, that's okay. So the two <laughs> listeners we have left. Um, <laughs> so Sailor gave us some homework. The two atheists. I had yeah. never seen it. I had, never, and I'm like Catholic. Oh fuck. So anyway, uh, I gave you guys the peak insight that I had never watched Labyrinth, and I was very, very intrigued after Sailor had uh, explained about the spandex. <laughs> you can say the package. It's fine. You can say the it. Package. Oh my gosh! Can I, I read you guys, game about the package? Can I read you guys my show notes? <laughs> well, oh, my, my, my labyrinth notes. Wait till we get, wait till okay. we get into the discussion because okay. I have notes too. Because it, it, I've seen it a million times, but when I watched <laughs> it, when you watch things with the purpose mm. of discussing them somewhat publicly, yeah. you see it in a whole new, new light. It's a different focus. Totally. And the notes that I took, and I was watching it with Robin, and he was some of his. He's funny with commentary anyway. Sometimes I, I have to tell him like, you have to stop watching this. Because he won't shut up, but it's hysterical and I'm laughing <laughs> so hard that I can't hear anything. Um, so I, yeah, I got some gems too. But let's save that. Let's save that. Is anyone drinking anything interesting tonight? Well, um, yeah, I'm drinking some good stuff, but um, mine is going to actually cover some of the stuff for our cocktail this evening. So okay. I would love to hear everybody else first. If I can go last, I would like that. <laughs> what are you drinking yes. today, Sailor? I am drinking the laziest black Manhattan I think has oh, ever no. been made. <laughs> I love it. I was like, what do I want to drink tonight? Um, I have a little something special prepared. As soon as you, when you're done with your <clears throat> Kayla, I also have a cocktail for tonight. I, it's not a lazy black Manhattan, I have a cocktail. It's but a cocktail I am drinking <laughs> uh, so my lazy uh, black Manhattan, I put it in a tumbler. I didn't even shake it. I didn't even stir it. It's just so terrible. I've had a day um, with a nice one of my giant ice cubes. It's not clear, though. See? So lazy. And I was just like, "Ah, a little bit of chinar, a little bit of, uh, I don't even know what um, vermouth I use, what sweet vermouth I use. I can't even tell you. You guys had like a 20-minute conversation on ice, and you put a little cloudy motherfucker in there? I can't. (laughs) See? I'm telling you, the laziest... Lazy. But it's still, lazy. I can see it. It is a big ice cube, okay? If you have a big ice cube, that's not that lazy because it still slows down the rate of dilution. I know. All the listeners out there, your your queen is still in the right place. <laughs> she hasn't lost any power. Okay, wait. We're about to lose some listeners right now because mm-hmm. I'm, I was staring at six bottles that literally have like a quarter of a dram left in them. And I, was, I just looked at them all and I'm like, well, fuck it. <laughs> I just, two were rise and the rest were Baylor. And I'm like, I love it. And so I got, how is it? it I got, it's, it's really, it's not chilled properly, of course, because I didn't even stir it. Um, the top of it was a lot sweeter than the bottom of it because I didn't stir it. It was layered. It was a layered drink. It's, it's interesting. We'll just say that. It's very interesting. And if you're hearing the clinking, Ed's going to kill me for this. That's That's because you're hearing the ice cube move around in my lazy glass. (laughs) (laughs) I'm drinking, um, rum, flor de caña. It's, uh, 
<laughs> it's a Nicaraguan rum. Uh, yeah, Nicaragua. Cool. And uh, to be honest, I-, I was really wanting to drink some Mountain Gay, which is one of my faves. Um, mm-hmm. But my husband came home with this, and this is uh, what I'm drinking. But I mean, it it's it's okay. It's not really what so I. What kind of is it? Is it aged or is it colored in it's flavors? Aged. It's aged. How how many does it say? How long? Um, four years. Four years. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And is it <clears throat> is it pure cane? Does it say what? It doesn't. It says um, it was aged in white oak barrels. But it doesn't say anything about the content mm-hmm. of it. It doesn't. I was looking yeah, for that. that. Fucking rum. I was always curious, and like, I don't fucking see it. Some of you know the nicer brands are starting to do that, which I yeah. really appreciate. But mm-hmm. yeah, but do you? So do you like it? Compare, especially it's okay. the Mountain It's okay. What do, I, what do you feel is lacking? It's 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 almost. Is this weird? It's like too smooth. There's not enough uh, complexity or nothing fun in there for me. I personally huh. like uh, when my my rum is spiced, like Jamaican rum and Caribbean rum. Um, so I was kind of excited to try something new, but it's it's too flat. I think is I heard that Nicaraguan rum is very earthy; that you can taste that volcanic soil in there. Um, honestly, I'm not even gonna like pretend. Like, I don't think my palate is that um, uh, experienced to to be able to to taste that or take it out. So I'm not even gonna like front and pretend it's very volcanic. but that makes sense that makes sense because you said like you felt like it was missing like uh it it was flat Mm -hmm, you're used to probably more of like the kitchen spice flavor like the cinnamon and nutmeg yeah Yeah. and I agree with Sailor that's what I've heard well I haven't had Nicaraguan uh, rum before Mm -hmm. but I have heard that it's like um kind of like a thinner body yeah, yeah, it doesn't have the viscosity. Totally. They say it's very similar to the tobacco that comes from Nicaragua. And mm-hmm. am I wrong that it's our father? Is that, are they from Nicaragua? heaven? No, <laughs> the cigars. Dum-dum. <laughs> you oh, said no, no. no religion! <laughs> that gummit! <laughs> now I'm going to have to pray tonight. My bad. To something. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'll pray to, I'll pray to my whiskey selection collection. Um so I so someone I so I was at a cigar um event and I was doing the whiskey pairing with it and um I I remember the gentleman talking about the similarities between some the so the tobacco and the expressions you're drinking, whether they be whiskey or rum or, you know, there's some liqueurs and how you can kind of see similarities in the flavors and notes from the tobaccos and with mm-hmm. the spirits. And so he was speaking about Nicaraguan. And so that's where I heard that, mm-hmm. that they say it's earthier. It's not as heavy. It's lighter in viscosity. It's not as sweet. You just get more earthiness to it. Mm-hmm. And he felt that... Um, whiskey drinkers would would prefer a, a flavor like that and then I said well is it yeah. bourbon or whiskey and then he said oh <laughs> and I said bourbon drinkers are probably like the sweeter stuff but I don't know um yeah, yeah so that's just why I ask because I'm curious yeah. and I wonder if too um yeah you know it would be it would be interesting Jenny if you keep little samples of like little you know the little bottles that Matt has yeah and Put the year, how long their age, because I wonder if you are preferring younger, mm-hmm. because you know it's going to get a lot smoother as it's aged, especially mm-hmm. if it doesn't have a big body. That's kind of how whiskey drinkers learn what they prefer too. Is okay. you kind of first learn by focusing on age proof. I mean, that's not really relative for you, age proof, and then um, origin too. If you if you drink all different types of whiskey. You start to learn about, you know, that's kind of like rice versus corns, things like that. So I'd just be curious. My favorite whiskey I've learned is um, because I I wasn't always into like Matt. Matt's been into whiskey for forever, so I was like, okay, that's a great hobby you have. Blah, blah, blah. I went to tastings and things with him, um, but more recently, more and more of within the past maybe six months or so, I've kind of been more involved in it I I will try his whiskeys and see what I like what I don't like and um I don't know if this is junky or not but to me my taste um I really like Woodford Reserve that's a very common and popular beginner whiskey people say okay 
Very. Okay. I like Woodford. I, I mean, I drink it all the time. The double yeah, oak. Yeah, it's my favorite, really but, good. Um, double oak. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, the, again, this is preference. And I mm-hmm. find that people who are drinking majorly high proof bourbons um, are not going to like Woodford because they're not going to get a lot of flavor in there because mm-hmm. they're... They're used to such high proof. At some point, you are going to exhaust your palate. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a it's a very common begin. It, it, it's sometimes what I will choose to tell people in my classes if they're okay. new to whiskey. What would you suggest? Or when people are like, oh, I'm having friends over and they don't drink whiskey, I always say cocktails, cocktails, cocktails. Mm-hmm. But if you want to tr- have them sample it, neat, go for the Woodford every time. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise me at all, okay. especially because you like rum. It doesn't surprise me. Give um, Redemption a try. Just their mm-hmm. uh, not their high rye bourbon, but their regular bourbon. Mm-hmm. I think you, I think you might like that. Um, that's that's like one of my. I like Woodford too. I'm um, like one of my first competitions that I participated in was a Woodford competition, and um, yeah, I, I think that that also adds up a lot, like with the rum flavor profiles that you lean mm-hmm. towards. Yeah. Um, like you don't go for like that rum agricole or like if you were to go for Diplomatico, uh, mm-hmm. that's a that's a like a fairly popular rum. There's mm-hmm. a couple of different types. One kind of like leans more towards the rye profile, mm-hmm. and then there's a couple others that I think are more in your wheelhouse of like that kind of like brown sugar, um, nutmeg and cinnamon, like we said earlier. Yeah, um, baking spice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that would be that's. Sorry, well, I, was ahead, gonna say, I was just going to say, eventually <laughs> you'll just drink all of it and pour it all into your cocktail at once, <laughs> like sailors demonstrating for There us. you go. It, it's not <laughs> that a discerning palate. Just, yes. <laughs> throw it all to one place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> once, you're, once your palate's truly developed, <laughs> then, you can, then you can start to really enjoy your cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Thank you so much for being honest about my laziness. <laughs> uh, no, I love it. I've done that before. And oh. the funny thing is, is that you've done it enough. When you play with cocktails enough, you can add like a sixth of different things yeah. and know exactly. Like your ratios came out to the Don't right place. Don't try to cover up for her. She was fucking I'm just saying. <laughs> no, but it's when you, it, it is true, true though. though. It's just like people that are, you know, I've been cooking since I was tiny because I grew up in a Greek family and the men and the women cooked in the family. And it was, you know, it's really the basis of where I learned about flavors and and smelling things and my palate and combinations of things. You can throw things together. Like I can open up someone's cabinet and be like, oh, you got plenty of shit to make here. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same with cocktails. I mean. I'm, it's not, yeah. I mean, my, it's my standards. about your ratio balance than, <laughs> yeah. than everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's still garbage. <laughs> You're garbage. You're nothing but garbage. <laughs> garbage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kayla, get us the fuck out of this discussion. Please. Okay. Let me just tell you. going yes. down fast. <laughs> This is exactly what we had to expect talking about the labyrinth. You know, yeah. we have to go down our own little labyrinth. This is um, true. So, good good, good second. Yeah. I like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my cocktail is named after Sir Didymus. He's my favorite um, in the whole thing. He's my favorite. Um, honestly, I am right there with you. Um, I didn't see this until I was older, too. Mm-hmm. And when I did see it as a young, when I was younger, the parts that I remember did terrify me. So I didn't really like <laughs> cling to this, yeah. like how like never ending story. Those are things that like, that was very nostalgic for me. Yeah. So I feel so bad that Carolyn isn't here because she loves like, this is like, this is her forte. So yeah. in honor of her, this cocktail, oh. I wanted to do it upright. Um, so this is about as funky as you can get for a cocktail. Mm-hmm. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever made. And that's appropriate. <laughs> Good. Um, so let's start off with the base ingredient. I did uh, an extra Montiato sherry uh, made by Lestau. Um, this one is called Wisdom and, and uh, Water. Um, I really, really enjoy it. Beautiful texture. Um, and then get this. I made my own Amaro, <laughs> or wow. at least my own potable bitter, because uh, I'm not from Italy, and I, I, you know, I'm not in Italy now, so I'm not going to call it an Amaro. But <laughs> um, 
so this was this was really fun and really difficult and it was kind of a hodgepodge experience but i cooked down uh some demerara and water with uh lime shells so i took like the sh the husks of limes and cooked them down to get a really strong bitter component um and got all the oil brought all the oil out of the lime and then cooked it with a little bit of uh crushed blueberries um a touch of cranberries um, I did chocolate mint in there. I added um, uh, a bunch of orange oil and uh, vodka to intensify it. And then I did uh, rum as well. I did an English style rum. Um, and then I kept cooking it and getting it till it could get uh, really thick. I needed it to reduce quite a bit. You like it uh, thick? Oh, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way to go. <laughs> Um, no, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> from, uh, yeah, no, from my pants to my men, to my drinks. <laughs> That's my girl. Hi. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then I used Demerara, which is a raw unprocessed sugar and cook that down. I really had to reduce it. Cause it like, if it's too, if the spirit is too thin, if you don't have enough viscosity, you will not get any weight from it. It really is, um, kind of just like disappointing when you're drinking it it needs to carry some body in the cocktail so I kept reducing that um I also added some cinchona bark for and added like kind of balance and then cooked it down with some earl grey tea to kind of round off the harsh edges um so really complicated yeah, but honestly one. I mean like it's it's something that it's really fun to play with so yeah. if you're at home and you're like working with flavors if you find some cool bitter flavors just make sure that like you don't have to put too many boundaries up for yourself make it to your taste and I, my whole thing is just do you have that balance of bitter and sweet so keep tasting it as you go um start off with like basic ratios of like uh one to one on your sugar and your water and then kind of build it from there um so that was uh it was i was kind of trying to imitate the punta mess flavor which is a uh, Punta Mes is like a type of Amaro, but they call it Punta Mes because it's a point and a half. So that means there's kind of like a sweet vermouth element to it as well. It's kind of like the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. So for the cocktail, now back to this, uh, it's two parts of the Amontillado Sherry, one part of the Amaro that I made. And then I topped it off with, uh, it's called Discan Cider, it's Tiki Tonic, which mm. is like a pineapple cider. So I'm just kind of shouting out my Nashvilleian people's uh it's oh, wow. a little cider out here so um so yeah you topped it off I topped it off with that and then did a little bit of a lime zest over the top and so it's super funky it's super weird but this is the kicker and I I had to do this I had to do this I added a CBD elderflower syrup oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> that's so perfect for labyrinth it's that is so really perfect, perfect for labyrinth it's just about two two-thirds <laughs> droppers of this elderflower syrup with CBD oil, and um, stirred it on up. None of the THC is in there. I don't have to feel guilty about crisscross. Right. So um, yeah, it's really tasty and funky and pretty dang good. You know what's interesting is I before my surgery I was like I I don't like taking pain medication and barbiturates or anything like that. It just I, it makes me feel awful. And I, I don't like my brain being cloudy. Um, so I'm in a state where marijuana is legal, fully mm -hmm. legal, recreational as well. Okay. So they have dispensaries, which are really nice. They're heavily regulated. You know exactly what you're getting. Mm -hmm. Literally every product is lab tested and everything. So I'm like, I'm going to go get some CBD oil because I know there's no THC in it. Something that will make my body feel high or numb or whatever the fuck without your head being fucked up. Right. So I went to the, um, I went to the, to the place, the dispensary. And when I got there, I got nervous and I'm like, well, I'm just going to get the lowest CBD con, you know, like, cause I just wasn't trusting them for some reason. Anyway, I ended up getting the oil and I, the first time I took it, I didn't feel anything. I'm like, I don't feel anything. Mm -hmm. And Robin was like, you literally took like nothing. You have to take yeah, it. I heard like, you yeah. have to like adjust I, yeah, it. It's in a dropper. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's, and, he, and I'm like, yeah, but I want to feel weird. And he's like, this is not going to get you high, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, all right, fine. 
doesn't matter how much I took after my surgery, dude. The pain was so horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It was not touching it. So I'm like, this was expensive. I think it was $50 or $60. What the hell am I going to do with this now? So I went on the Googles and I'm like, oh, CBD cocktails. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, my God. And it's got a funky flavor to it as well. So I've, I've actually been... It's, I was making bitters the other day. I'm, I'm like, I haven't made bitters in so long. And um, I'm getting my garden going. So I was deciding what I want to grow in there for bitters and things like that. And um, so I started making bitters with my CBD oil. And for tinctures, it's mm-hmm. perfect. Absolutely perfect. So it's funny That's you mentioned so that. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. I never really do mix uh, the two. But I had like that's why I was like I have to. This is labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mine is so low that I don't think it's a problem. It's so low and yeah, same, so, yeah. same here. Well, thank you for that wonderful cocktail. I'm actually going to make that. It sounds delicious. I'm going to have to find a non pineapple cider though, because otherwise <laughs> you want anaphylaxis. Um, oh, oh God, so, <laughs> I know. I came up with the Goblin King. Mm. Yeah, okay. I'm sure about this. You have to serve this in a chalice. And if you don't have a chalice, go fucking find one. Okay. (laughs) It's called the Goblin King. (laughs) So here's what's in it. Two ounces of pure goblin wine. One half ounce of poison peach juice. One sprinkle of unicorn zest. And one pinch of fairy dust. Now you're just going to put it in the chalice and you're going to wave your hand over the top of it. Just one time and poof. It'll be a perfectly mixed cocktail, which will probably taste very much like what Kayla made. <laughs> <laughs> that is your Goblin King. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. I love it. That's Just perfect because I, I always have extra unicorn dust in my cabinet. Yeah. I mean, I've got fairy dust, like unicorn zest, excuse oh, me. Oh, fairy zest. Dust. No, never mind. Get it. it. Right. <laughs> I'm a little low on poison peach juice, though. If you have not seen the movie, you don't know. You don't get the poison peach juice. So go see the freaking movie. And then come back to us. Yeah, that's what this whole show is about to be about. (laughs) How you should go see this movie if you haven't already. You have to see this movie. I have a feeling our uh, listeners are going to order that shit real fast once they hear our uh, synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's talk about labyrinth so this movie or some refer to it as a musical i really wouldn't I would still call it a movie. It was directed by Jim Henson and executive produced by George Lucas. Beautiful. It was released in 86. And yeah. um, okay. here's a quick rundown before we get into the discussion, just for some of the people that may not have seen it or you don't remember it. And so this is my kind of interpretation. Here we go. So there's a 15-year-old girl named Sarah. She's a spoiled little bitch. She is asked to babysit her toddler brother and throws a complete and total shit fit. I mean, she's a theater girl, so it's drama, drama, drama. Mm-hmm. Anyway, her parents leave for the night. There's a big thunderstorm. And she decides she's going to cast a spell and ask the Goblin King to come and take away her crying baby brother. She attempts to pick him up, kind of, sort of, but she's, like, totally not into it. So, of course, the baby keeps crying. And I got to say, the beginning of this movie is difficult to watch the older you get because you're really wondering what mother allowed her baby <laughs> to be crying hardcore for this long. It's like, maybe yeah. really uncomfortable. But yeah, we're going to get same. into that because I did some research on Toby. But mm. Oh, good. Oh, I can't wait to hear. The real Toby and his, we're going to talk about his mother. She's a badass. I cannot wait to hear this. So oh, my gosh. That, we're going to put that aside for a minute. Okay. okay. So back to Sarah. So Sarah's being a little bitch. She casts the spell and boom, the lights go off. Baby stops crying. Well, guess what happened? The goddamn baby disappeared. Go figure. Aww. So she realizes she was being a total asshole for wishing her brother away. And the goddamn actual Goblin King shows up in the fucking bedroom. 
Spoiler alert, the Goblin King is indeed David Bowie, a.k.a. Jareth. He's wearing super tight spandex pants with his very large package or bulge, whichever you prefer, right there front and center. Boing. He's got this kick-ass, awesome Bon Jovi Wishes haircut of the 80s. <laughs> his makeup is on point. RuPaul <laughs> would gag. It's that good. Okay? All right. So... He's standing there, she's standing there, and she says, give me the baby back. And he says, no, dummy, you asked for this. But because he's inappropriately into her, girl, he tells her, okay, fine, with a big sigh. If you can find your way through my labyrinth in this amount of time, you can have the freaking baby back. Oh, but you have to do it before the clock runs out. Otherwise, the baby will be a goblin forever. Well, girlfriend sets off to begin her journey through the maze. She's super confident, of course, because she's a 15-year-old girl and they think they fucking know everything. Of course. So the meat of the movie is pretty much about her journey through the labyrinth where she learns a whole lot about humility, not being a little bitch, and that she's not the center of the universe. Mm. Oh, and she goes to a ball where the Goblin King reveals his feelings for her. Mm-hmm. Ooh, la, la. <laughs> Eventually, she makes her way through the labyrinth solves it she gets her baby brother back um it's supposed to be about a coming of age movie she enters the labyrinth a little girl and she comes out a woman uh she breaks jared's heart in the beginning and i want to punch her in the face every time she does that it's like hello you could have been his queen are you fucking <laughs> now um the movie is full of awesome jim henson puppets lots of really great songs because duh hot ass bowie is uh, in yeah. spandex and uh you know what really sucks about this movie is that it was a box office flop when it was released and it really crushed jim henson and he passed away shortly after and now of course it's a cult classic Mm -hmm. and everybody adores this movie um i saw this movie in the theater i remember it very well i was in new york city and my aunt and i went together And I already had a huge crush on David Bowie because I think this is around the time Let's Dance came out. And I just remember I'm probably 12, 11, 12, 13, something like that. And I just remember feeling very um, (laughs) funny in the pants. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say confused, but sure, we'll go with funny in the pants. (laughs) Every time they showed. okay, so Mm. enough of that. Later in life, in college, <laughs> I created a drinking game to this movie. Oh, really? Every... Yeah, you should have told me before I watched it. I'm going to tell oh, you. Oh, that no, so I didn't. No, because you wouldn't have been able to take notes and pay attention okay. to the whole movie. Okay. I'll t- explain why. Every okay. time you see the package, you drink. Oh. Trust right. me. You'll be wasted at the end of it. Yeah. So drink something low proof. Don't yeah. do a spirit. Do like beer or wine or something. Because yeah. <laughs> you will be bombed at the end of it. Um. So, all right, let's start off with, let's, let's, let's do this like in scenes, right? Let's start with the beginning scene. You know, she's still home. The baby is just, you know, it's all happening where she says, take the baby away and he comes down. So what are your thoughts at this point? His entrance, his grand entrance and all of it. Yeah. Um, It reminded me of, did you guys see Hook? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. with Robin Williams, that is a phenomenal movie as well. And some of those elements, kind of like the visuals, the kind of um, like just like a upper class family. Oh, and the woes of like you know being in this kind of environment. Um, a lot of that kind of crossed over for me. Yes, I hated her. Yes, I I could not stand her because I raised my siblings and I could not imagine Same. being like that to my siblings. I could not imagine no, that. No. So I was like, I, I kind of hated her. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, this is a 15-year-old entitled little brat. I felt horrible for the mom because she was like, she treats me like the evil oh, stepmother. Step mother. Excuse me, she's the stepmom. The stepmother. She's the stepmother. She's the evil stepmother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, she's like, I hate you. I hate mm. you all. It's not fair. It's not fair. How? You were late. You're babysitting. Your parents probably Seriously. go out once every fucking six months. Beyond time. She says it's not fair so many times that you'd yeah. probably die yeah. if you didn't bring yeah. the game to it's not fair. Oh, yeah, yeah I, that's, I have that, that in my would notes. Be a lot. It's not fair. It's, yeah, not, it's not fair. fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So we all know the baby disappears, but we've got the baby in the Goblin Kingdom. 
in the castle. So she has to go through the labyrinth. So she, there she is. And she's like, you know, this isn't, this doesn't seem too bad. This doesn't seem yeah. difficult. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's about hoggle. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So she's all right. She's cocky as hell going yeah. through the labyrinth. She's totally fucking it up. Um, and then she meets Hoggle, who's pissing in a fountain when she yeah, walks up fountain. on him. Mm. Once again, super inappropriate. Yeah. What? I thought he was killing uh, f- fairies. No, he was like pissing. Spraying, yeah, he was uh, spraying mist on them and pissing. He was pissing. pissing in the fountain. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, okay. That, yeah. And then he continues no, I, spraying yeah. the fairies after yeah. she's... Oh, I didn't even catch that. I don't oh, know yeah. if I, like, looked away for that or if I just didn't pay attention enough to, like, realize that's what he was doing. Yeah. He was in a that's what he was doing. Sure. Yeah. I'm a very innocent person, Sailor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking at the fish in the koi pond. <laughs> uh, no. You, and, no. And I actually, I've pull, I just pulled up the scene um, to make sure I'm correct. I mean, I've seen it a gazillion times, and I am. And, oh, oh and he's got, so he's got his back to her. And then he continues spraying the fairies. So, yeah. But he's definitely peeing That's in so the fountain. For sure. I love wanna... that the fairies bit her finger. Like, the yeah. fairies, she she thinks, oh, they're so beautiful. It's like the yeah. one beautiful thing in that land. And but it she fucking doesn't listen. bites her in the finger. No. But the point, again, she doesn't listen. She doesn't he fucking tells listen. her no, and she doesn't listen, and she gets mm-hmm. bit on the finger. Serves you right, you little brat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the idea, because I think overall the theme is like continuously trying to like re retake control of expectations. Like your expectation is this, guess what? That that's not fair. Like yeah. that whole, that's not fair. That's not fair. Your expectations aren't fair. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of a good starting point for her to like, like be like, Oh, and everything and my whole world's not fair. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's so- like the whole theme. He appears, so David Bowie appears several times. You mean David Bowie's crotch? (laughs) Yes, David Bowie's hair and crotch um, (laughs) appear several times throughout her journey through the labyrinth. And there's no point in time where she looks at him and is like, ha, ha, ha. Never. No. And I'm like, bitch, please. Look down. (laughs) That made me hate her even more. But, like, she's supposed to be, and, 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 like, midway through the movie, I was like, this is Jennifer Connelly, and it, it clicked. I, I didn't, I don't know, I, I'm sure that was known, but I didn't realize that until midway through. I'm like, this girl, why does she look so familiar? Don't you remember I talked about her boobs on Metal Rock and Whiskey? Did you? Yeah, there's, a, yeah, because I, I knew instantly when we asked the guys, they didn't remember Jennifer Jennifer Connelly until I said, "Remember, she's in that movie where you can see her boobs, and this oh, they, they're like spend the night in a Target or something." And oh yeah, yeah, then they instantly knew who she was. Oh of my course. god! Of course you would. Of course, of course. <laughs> so there it are is. some, there are some good. There's some really good music in this, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, there is so okay. Two scenes. <laughs> The scenes where she falls down and it's all the hands giving her the <gasps> helping hand, yeah. making the face creepy, and... creepy, scary, <laughs> scary. <laughs> scary. She wants so... to go up or down. Down. <laughs> we are helping hands. <laughs> well, why did she choose down though? That was like there's a lot of like common sense She's things, but I just don't. She just She's is a 15 year old spoiled yeah. brat with no experience, yeah. no street smarts. Nope. Nothing. I would have been like, take me back up where I came from. Yeah. Because obviously that's no bueno down there. Mm-hmm. It's Literally, a black hole of death touching me. Yeah. Gross. No. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's clearly the true issue here. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so then she meets Ludo and she rescues Ludo, and that's when I feel like, all right, finally, this bitch yeah. has a soul. She cares Same. about something. Yeah. And or I love I like Ludo. Ludo. He's my yeah. favorite. He was my fave. I decided if I have another dog, that's going to be his name. Ludo. Oh, so, so well, I think he is her dog. Yeah. Remember the, the shaggy yeah. wet dog that wasn't allowed to come in the house? Mm-hmm. Um, so then I'm like, all right, I like her a little bit better. Um, and at this point now, Bowie's getting nervous because she's making it closer and closer yeah. um, to the castle. 
And so he convinces Hoggle to give her the frozen, or the frozen, the poison peach. (laughs) The frozen poison peach. (laughs) Um, And she eats the peach. And that is, okay, wait, before the, let's talk about. Wait, you can't, you can't, did did they go to the, the, hold on. No, that comes, that's after the peach. Because of the peach. Wait, wait, we have to talk about uh, the, <laughs> the guys that take their heads off around the freaking fire. I don't know oh, what yeah, those guys are called. So those weird. guys are like an acid trip. I don't yeah. like Yeah. Those are horrible. They were, they were the most similar to me to the Alice in Wonderland. Like, yeah. like she gets lost in Al- and, and mm-hmm. she's like in that kind of like, all I remember is like, it's kind of like a black scape. And there's like, you know, the bird that can kind of like see oh, a yeah, mirror. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. like all of these different things. That was yeah, the most acid trippy of it all. Comparison. That's a great comparison. Yep. It, it's very, fra- those guys are very Fraggle Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fraggle they, Rock. I did, the minute they were just like, well, let's take off your head. I'm like, yeah. bitch, run. Uh, Our head doesn't come, come off. <laughs> this is not going to end well. I, I did wrote, not like those guys. I wrote that maybe it's a side effect of making Big Bird and Kermit antithesis of all those cute puppets? Question <laughs> mark. Uh, I kind of like that. I kind of like it. Like, this is like, he's made like cute puppets for so long and like, yeah. Kind, well-meaning puppet. Mm-hmm. This well, is he like made Dark Crystal, and that was not that was mm-hmm. creepy as shit. So, yeah, I think he was like a. T- I think he liked the light and the dark side, kind of yeah. like me. But he was maybe pulled the dark side a little, mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, the Bog of Eternal Stench is one of my favorite scenes oh in the movie. Oh my gosh! There are more farting noises in that scene than probably in any movie ever made in history. <laughs> True <laughs> or false? It has Probably actual, the pond has actual buttholes, right? That's what we were seeing, like yeah. assholes. Mm. Yeah. And they were farting. They were farting. We're having a diarrhea attack. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, can you call them an asshole if there is no ass around it? Is it I mean, just I think a it's hole? just one big asshole. That's There's just, just a butt. There was I a think. bunch of them, though. There was a whole bunch of buttholes. There was. I don't know. I think there's, I think there's sphincters for sure. But I, I don't love, know if we know like what so they belong to. No, who the hell knows? But I love how our denimus is like, what smells? I smell nothing. <laughs> and probably like, even Luna was like, all he can say is smells bad. <laughs> he takes a big sniff and he's like, smells like fresh air or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. I love that he's a dog riding a dog. I yeah. don't know why I've always found that really funny. Was he a dog? Yeah, I thought that was odd too. Oh, he's like a. Uh, it looks like a fox, but like still like oh. dog family. I thought he was like a like Jack like Russell or something. or something. Yeah, maybe I mean, the I, fox. Yeah, he could be any of those he's things. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He barked. He barked. So he barked. Oh, see, man. that's right. He barked. Yeah. See, I think he's he like a Jack bark. Russell or something. But I just, yeah, I don't know why it make. If I think about it too much, I won't be able to stop laughing. I don't know why. Yeah. That was like my favorite scene. Because Matt was doing stuff. Matt was like in the kitchen or something. I was watching it in the living room. And I'm like, the pond has buttholes. And he's like, what the fuck? I hate it. I hate it so much. It is so awful. But the thought that you would stink forever and you can never get it Well, I'm like, they are taking this way too lightly. (laughs) I know like, they're like stepping like, across like, a rock. Yeah. I'm like, did they even rock. like figure out? Does it like, is there still water on the rock? Does that count? That <laughs> always bothered me when the rocks come up yes. from the water. They're still wet when they step on them. So the bottom yeah. of your shoes are gonna stink forever, for eternity. Not yeah. even, for, yeah, for eternity. Do you guys? There was some. Do you guys think there is something? Um. Wait, am I going to sound stupid by saying this? Maybe. Ah, we'll see. Never. Never. Okay. Do you guys think there was something like Chewbacca-esque about um, Ludo? Like, which came first? Yeah. Chewbacca. Yeah. Chewbacca, I think. But, um, I, yeah, I, I think you're right. But also I think that, like, Groot, as a character, didn't couldn't be, like, what he is if Ludo didn't happen first. 
I feel like, yeah, like, they're all related. I mean, they're all mm. puppets from a... It's that same character. The, and it's a very specific time. The sev- Like, late 70s, early 80s is very specific in, like, the feeling. Like, you had you had, that, you had the Dark Crystal and the Neverending Story, and you had Labyrinth, mm-hmm. and you had the Fraggle Rock, and you had, you know, Star Wars and Sesame Street, and it's it's all very, very related, in, in my opinion. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, okay. that's how I think of, like, Groot from... Um... Uh, gardens of the galaxy like uh like yeah, that, the perfect. idea of, like you can only say one word mm-hmm. and he's like this big lovable monster yeah and you couldn't love him more and yeah. yet he has nothing to really say yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love that character so Same. okay the time has come to discuss the ball which, uh, in my okay. opinion, is the most important movie part of the movie, period. Okay. So, Hoggle, so she's getting way too close. And Jareth basically says to Hoggle, you're going to give her this poison apple or you're done for. Because I'm the freaking mm-hmm. Goblin King. And Hoggle's screwed. He has no choice. He has to do it. But he's worried that it's going to hurt her. So, he gives her the peach. And she reluctantly. Falls, reluc- very reluctantly. She falls asleep. And goes into this inside a snow globe, basically. And she's at this masquerade ball in a fancy dress with her hair and makeup done. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. When Jareth turns around, still I get like, oh, every <laughs> freaking time. I'm like, fuck my baby brother. Screw the parents. I don't care. Take me now. I'll be your goblin queen forever. The goblin something fine. for eternity. Totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> but wow, that um bitch. What does she do? Yeah, my brother. I was here. My brother is more. Ever forgot something? <sighs> yeah. Um. <laughs> well, I just want to get back to her hair because it was. On point with David Bowie's. Yeah, her hair fucking rules. She was finally at his level. Yeah, she was. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. Kind of, yeah. His costumes, by the way, aside from his package being front and center, (laughs) pun intended. Yeah. His outfits were incredible. Like, yeah, his outfits were so his jacket. That one jacket, Robin was like, "Damn, I'd wear that thing every day." And I'm like, "We don't leave the house if you wear that thing." Yeah. <laughs> All right, where's Amazon? How do yeah, I find exactly. it? <laughs> Come um, with the pants. It's cool. Yeah. So that bitch gets the opportunity to just keep dancing with Jareth and be mm-hmm. his goblin queen, and instead she's like, "I forgot. There's something I forgot. Oh, my brother." So she ends up back in her freaking bedroom. And mm-hmm. it's all baloney, but she's waking up from the poison peach and remembering what she has to do. Gets back in the labyrinth. They make it to the castle walls and they go through. There's a bit of a battle and Ludo calls the rocks again, which I love. And the mm-hmm. rocks come and help them. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so she makes it inside the castle. And at this point, she says, I have to do this alone. And I'm like, finally, the bitch is growing up. Mm-hmm. It's about time. Um, she goes in the castle and um, she, so he basically approaches her one last time with the offer. Clearly he's in love with her. He you offers that a lot. I'm, like, I've been trying to find the fucking quote and I, I can't, I can't fucking find it. I'm very mad at basically myself. basically like, be my queen. I'll be your slave or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And he, so all you have to do is love me. All you have to do is serve me or something like mm-hmm. that. And I'll be your slave. And yeah. he, I think it's he said, some... fear me. And that's why I almost yeah. passed that. <laughs> I learned a lot about myself as a young swoon. girl. And that made me swoon. <laughs> <laughs> See, that also tells me a lot about myself to be like, that is the most unattractive offer you could possibly ever give me. Oh like, <laughs> I would He's rather. Goblin King. He gets to say that shit and it gets to be hot. Come on. I I, I can't join in on that. (laughs) I think he is hot. I think David Boy is great. That is the most, like, I'm like, no, no. That that is an instant no from me. That is how I feel about that. That would would be an instant no. Like, fear you, fear you, 
you will fear the back of my head because I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna like stay around for this. I can't handle clearly, that. Clearly, she holds all the power. Obviously, he's yeah. willing. He 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 literally says, "I reordered time for you. Mm-hmm. I've given you everything." So clearly, she would have been the one in charge. She was too young and stupid to get it. So that was the end of that. She got her baby brother back. Bye bye, Goblin King. But she got to keep her friends, and that was cute. <laughs> that she that gets was cute. I did like that part. That scene at the end when they all are like dancing and shit that was cute dance yeah um a couple funny things about this movie michael jackson was first asked to be really and i was like can you even imagine Uh uh-uh no hell no that would not that that would not have worked i feel Um, like he's just just as eccentric Just as eccentric, but I don't think it, it wouldn't have even been close. He would not have, no, just it no. would have been very incriminating and kind of a slap in the face to all the lawsuits he was facing. Yeah, I think because like from the, that, I just think he wouldn't have, he didn't bring the same thing to the role that mm-hmm. David Bowie did. And um, I'm the Gablin King. <laughs> Well, yeah, it would have been a different movie, even if he had done it. It would have been more like like The Wiz or something. It just it would have been different. Um, I don't know. It wouldn't have been. I think that so he brought I think a lot of the magic to it. He did. Um, he and he fought to be a lot more involved in it than they initially wanted. The Goblin King was only supposed to do like the really. I think they were supposed to do the themes songs to the movies the soundtrack and then just like appear in it a little bit but he wanted a much larger role in it and to actually perform some of the songs in the movie and um and so uh it's really funny because um if you look up this movie you will see a lot of and i and i take issue with this i'm sorry you can't turn literally everything into um i don't know it's like the dark hidden secrets behind the labyrinth. It's so, you know, like it's inappropriate and this thing. And I'm just like, it it was a kid's movie at a time when things were really different. There was no, it was Jim fucking Henson. You know, there was nothing. Yeah, there was nothing, you know, so that I'm, we're not even going to go down that fucking road. Mm -mm. Um, But I love a lot of the, the facts about this movie. And um, so I mentioned I told you, every time I watch this movie, I'm like, oh, my God. Who the fuck lets their kid cry this much in the movie? Yeah. So Toby is literally Toby. And um, he is the child of one of the... Okay, hold on. I got to find it. So his mother is, uh, is still a puppet master and maker. And an, and she does the animatronics. And she um, helped create Yoda, actually. Wow. wow, she's a badass. Super cool. That's super yeah, cool. so she's married to a man who I think did uh, the movie poster, and he's a he's an artist. Um, but it's very much in the style, Jim Henson style. Um, and so I just thought like Toby's backstory was really cool, um, and his parents were super cool, and she's awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. She did stuff on the Dark Crystal. I mean, just to be like. I helped create Yoda. Like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, right? that's, that's it. Awesome. That's all you need on your resume. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Yeah, what else do you possibly need? Um, yeah. So, so I thought that was really cool. Like, And that then it made cool. sense, like, you know, um, okay. I mean, I guess maybe they, I mean, they were obviously on set. And yeah. so it probably made it a little bit, I don't know. They probably did a lot of takes and consoled him i don't know i hope they didn't let him cry like that i don't know why that bothers me so much but it does it, yeah it sh- i mean it should that's a good it thing that it, but it um, probably it makes it a little more sense because like for him to be left around them you know there were probably puppets in their actual household and like gremlin that's looking not true. in yeah, there that's true. so that's he, true. the baby was like raised around those visuals so it's yeah. probably not that you know it looks so drastic when we watch it, especially <laughs> yeah. with like in an adult eye. Yeah. Like, wow, that poor baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <It's> child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's good that, you know, we see it like that. Um, so, so yeah. So like, I just thought 
I, that's really cool that, it, you know, his parents and his mom just sound like a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, she sounds so awesome. Her career was really, really, really awesome and really interesting. I was surprised when I learned this wasn't a box office hit because, yeah. like I said, I saw it in the theater and I just remember, I don't know, I thought it was marketed really well. I don't get it why it didn't do well when all the other movies like that were doing well. And now it's like, and not even now, I feel like shortly after everybody was just like, oh, fuck, yeah, Labyrinth rules. Like, I don't get, I don't get it. So anyway, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking that it didn't do well while he was alive and that was this his uh, last movie that he did before he passed yeah yeah just mm. just what a bummer can what i read bummer. my show notes yes I was do, reading it, it? do it i want to hear okay so all right so i like to take notes while i was watching it even when we're doing like for our, our music stuff too you know something you've heard a thousand times it's good to take notes fresh eyes blah 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 so my first note owl was in 3D in the beginning. Cool graphics for 1986. Yep. <laughs> Is this a movie intended for kids? It's terrifying. <laughs> Creepy yeah. fucking Muppets. That was so normal much- back then. <laughs> <laughs> so much spandex. <laughs> <laughs> Pond of eternal stench. Has buttholes? Question <laughs> mark. So many Muppets. <laughs> Is there a love story? I don't see it yet. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. And bring back DB crotch bumps. And that's it. <laughs> but to be honest, I, I it was freaking terrifying, but it was awesome. It was great. The Muppets were on point. They were just as creepy as the stuff in your nightmares from the little freaking worm. Oh, you must be a worm! Oh my bitch! He was adorable! He invited her in for tea to meet the missus. Calm down. Like, eat her soul, probably. No, he did. He wanted to give her some tea and in his, mm-hmm. and crumpets in his living room. Pretty, I did like the worm. I did like, I did, like, there's some characters I really liked. The the old lady, we didn't talk about her, the old lady oh. with all the stuff on her yeah, body. I, like her. I actually, okay, so I liked the, like, that moment because she started piling stuff on her. Yeah. Like, yes. like, as if material things, like, she was going to become her. Like, see, all you need mm-hmm. is your stuff. All you yeah, need is that's your what she, And didn't she say, like, here's everything you cherish in the world? Yeah, exactly. Like You've that. got yeah. everything you want. And she kept yeah. putting stuff on her. And yeah. it was like, yeah. that was actually really, really poignant. Right. Oh, yeah. I think oh, one of the biggest little things there, it, yes. like little notations. And there's to... your little dolly. You know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like... And, and she... did you notice there's more of them in that garbage heap? It's not a garbage pile. It's just all of those people like that. Yeah. Because they're in the... Yeah. Oh. I think well, it's a it's a collection of people that couldn't get over their material items. Yeah. Yeah. And she could become those. Because, like, she cared about her. At the very beginning, she was, like, all sad about him coming and messing up her, her teddy bear. Yeah, whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, there's yeah. that scene where they show it's like behind, I think it's behind her or next to her. You can see the vista of all the garbage and stuff. It reminded me yeah. of a scene in Hellraiser, and I hate I don't watch horror movies, mm-hmm. especially like that. And I did see Hellraiser once and I've never gotten over it. <laughs> Stuck with me forever. I don't blame you. Hellraiser is also terrifying. Re- yeah, there's something that reminded me of it. I was like, ah, oh, fast. And I fast forward. I have to fast forward it because I don't like that. No, you're right. That was that was very cool. When she's like, get this stuff off me. And then that's yeah. when everything started. Everything came crumble down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. That was cool. I really liked that part. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, lab, mm, uh, to me, you know, David Bowie can do no wrong. I just yeah. think. He was such a he was such a fucking genius. Like who else can make a role like that look cool and not Nobody. look dorky and stupid and cheesy and too kid like or too I don't know. Like I joke when I say it's inappropriate and everything because it was very fantasy like and I didn't really find it. Ser- you know, I'm not being serious when I say that. Um, I don't know who else could have pulled it off like that to make it something like that cool. You know, yeah. and he was a rock star in that. Like 
He's fucking Goblin King, man. He's fucking Jared. And he's dancing around with Muppets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was. He's literally dancing with Muppets. I know. Like, and think about like, the recording while they're like <laughs> recording him. And he's like, yeah, I'm just in a room with Muppets. Because that yeah. wasn't normal yet. <laughs> no, like, not at all. Like green screens like but that we do did. now. That's right. Yeah. Well, I really he started off his career as a mime and a theater actor. He right. didn't intend to go into music. He thought he was going to go into theater and stage acting and stay in musicals yeah. and stuff. So he probably felt very at home. I think he looks very at home in a role like that. Yeah. I mean, the cadence when he speaks and yeah, he just, his timing is good. Yeah, he, he was definitely made for that. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right hmm. this was fun yes it was fun. fun you know what we have a new sponsor Say hey guys i want to tell you about my new friends liquid death did you know that the average aluminum can contains over 70% re- recycled material and the average plastic bottle contains only 3%? Aluminum is actually infinitely recyclable. I didn't know that, but it's true. Uh, cool fact, all of the aluminum produced since 1888, over 75% of it is still in current use. That's just nuts. When plastic bottles are recycled, the plastic is such low quality that it can't be made into new bottles. That's dumb. The material is usually sold to China to make cheap carpets and textiles, and a lot of that ends up in landfills. Sadly, if plastic production isn't curbed, plastic pollution will outweigh fish pound per pound by 2050. So we should all be murdering our thirst with 100% mountain water from the Alps. And that's exactly what Liquid Death does. But how does it work, you ask? Well, let me tell you. Our proprietary thirst murdering, says Liquid Death, process begins with forming a rope of veins that will wrap around your thirst's head and strangle it. Once Liquid Death reaches your thirst's brain, all of your thirst's memories will be replaced with repeating loops of its own head imploding. Damn. Which is exactly what happens next. By causing your thirst's head to implode, and its brain to squirt out of its ears. I mean, that sounds like it would work. So a little bit about the company. It was a handful of people that started Liquid Death with the diabolical plan to completely obliterate bottled water. Marketing cliches by taking the world's healthiest beverage, mountain water, and making it just as funny and stupid and entertaining as the unhealthy brands across energy drinks, soda, and beer. Also, plastic water bottles are complete shit. But aluminum cans are far and away the most sustainable beverage container by virtually every measure. So, my friends, let me tell you, we all need to start murdering our thirst with Liquid Death Mountain Water. It is 100% mountain water from the Alps, truly, not like what is in most of those um, water bottles. It's usually tap water or who knows what. Um, And the cans are freaking cool. And the name is freaking cool, and it's a really awesome cause. I mean, if it's just so easy to grab this aluminum can instead of a plastic bottle, and we're still going to have healthy oceans for our kids and grandkids, then do it. So hashtag death to plastic. And uh, you can find more about Liquid Death on our Instagram page and in our Facebook group. And we thank them for their support of the Metal Rockin' Whiskey Show. Right, ladies. Sadly, it is time to say goodbye. goodbye. And goodbye to our talk of David Bowie and his crack amazing like, movie. Um, can we do it like the sound of music? So long, so long farewell. farewell. <laughs> Adieu. Adieu. And you and you and you and you and you. I just fucking nerd. Oh my god. <laughs> Listeners, if if you care to, you know, stick around with us, we'll be back and they're like, that's weeks. it. This show has gone off <laughs> the rails. We're done. I don't know what the hell happened to these ladies. Used to be cool. <laughs> Thanks for sponsoring cool. us for an episode. <laughs> <laughs> um 
speaking of that, yeah, please hit subscribe on our subscribe button. Please do. <laughs> well, speaking of subscribe, please uh, go ahead and give us a review. If it, you haven't yet, please go ahead and make that choice because you might miss on future shows and all of our fun. You, you wouldn't want to miss a show like this. No. Oh, no. How, how could you? You need this in your life. <laughs> so, yes, please go ahead and leave us a review. And uh, we would love to hear from you guys. So please follow us also on Instagram at uh, pretty good underscore for a girl. Um, and you can also ask to join our Facebook group. But if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow me individually at Cadellis. And how about you, ladies? You can follow me on Instagram at rumderwoman247. Zayla. And you can follow Carolyn as Salkaholic. And you can follow me as Sailor Retro. Thanks for listening, friends. We promise that we won't do this again. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I don't promise. (laughs) We hope you had fun being ridiculous and bringing back your childhood nerd with us. So we will see you next time. Later. Bye. Bye.